I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota in Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires, land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. This is my second interview with Paula Resch of the Native American band Brulee. When somebody sells over a, a million CDs and when they've been in the music business since 1995, you know he's a very busy man. So I'm very honored that he took some time out to visit with me. Well, you know, back to Hill City and to tourism, I think about, I was always, why well, I'm not really a joiner sort of person that joins organizations, but when I had the opportunity, I, I did like to tell people, a lot of these tourists, especially from overseas, from France and Germany and stuff, they, they want to see Native Americans. It's something that they've read about and they've heard about. And they're very interested. And so consequently, you know, what what you're doing is great because it's going to be a kind of a rolling movement, I think. If you're able to get out there on the reservations and then some of the young people become interested in the arts and maybe singing, drumming, whatever, you know, our artwork or whatever, you know, that's that's just a talent that a lot of Native Americans happen to have. Well, you know, Sandy, you're one of the, you're, you and I are in a small group, and I hate to say it, but we are. We're in a small group of people that understand, and we've grown up in the, in the South Dakota and Black Hills area, and we understand that the people, these people that come to the Black Hills every season, a big priority of theirs is to get a taste of the Native American culture. And artists like you and I are, are willing and we're hoping we want to we wanna we wanna bring it forward, but we have a tough battle because, you know, we have to fight the politics, we have to work within the the the, the governance of all of these counties and cities and you know, even the Black Hills, you know, it, it boggles my mind that there that we don't have something like a Native American capital or a Native American, you know, center in the Black Hills. You know, yes, we have Mount Rushmore and, and it's a wonderful place. And we have Crazy Horse Memorial, wonderful place, but it's still not a complete immersions into the Native American culture. And so there's we're, we're missing something up there, and we just have to keep working on it. And I know you've tried, we've tried, and we just have to keep working on it. Yes, and, and not give up. <laughs> yeah, you and know. not give up. You're right. <laughs> well, 
Dr. Uh, Craig Howe, he's created this organization called CARNS, which stands for Center for American Indian Research. And he has kind of is starting to do some of this that you're talking about in his own way, you know. Mm -hmm. And so any of these people, you know, I think it's important to try to support them and, and help them in any way we can. And, of course, I was always happy because the last few exhibits he's done, he asked me if I would be a part of that. You know, it's like with music. I mean, this is so much an integral part of yourself that you send out to others. And you're, it's so nice when they accept it and, and value it. Well, you know, Sandy, I should tell your your listeners now that um, Brulee is we're just part of the of the musical experience when it comes to Native America. And I've always been careful to tell people that we have a very important part of our culture musically that's been documented and recorded, and that's the traditional music and the traditional songs. And I've always been careful not to infringe on that. And it's a fine line. It's a very careful fine line that I've walked all these 25 years. It's important that we keep the traditional music, the traditional songs, what they mean, their stories, their ceremonial purposes. We keep them protected and we keep them valued. But what we've tried to do in Brulee, and I think you know this, Sandy, but I'll share it with you for your listeners, is that we've tried to take our culture and bring it out into the entertainment mainstream so that we could have a platform there for our younger generations. You know, other cultures have done that. And as an example, I always use the Celtic culture because they found a way to take their traditional music in a, in a performance called river dance. They've taken their traditional dance um, they've doctored it up and they've given it some pizzazz and all that. And they've given their music a new vitality. But overall, it's kind of the same sound that they've had for hundreds of years. But they've given it a new face and a new sound so that it fits into the contemporary times and younger generations can grab onto it. And I'll even tell you this, when I was in, you know, over the years, I've spent almost every summer, part of my summer up in the Black Hills, Sandy, and I was in Hills, I was in actually Custer uh, for the last three years. And I went to a little performance down in Custer over the 4th of July, and they had a Celtic dance group that came out there on a little portable stage and, and did the Celtic dance. And it was very entertaining. I enjoyed it so much. But it just shows you that they've been carrying that traditional dance along for years. And, and we don't we don't have something like that. That's what Brulee was built for. It was built to bring the traditional dance like people would see at a powwow. Not, you know, how much of mainstream America gets to a powwow? Very, very little. We've tried to take the dance, the beautiful dance, beautiful Native American dances from from the traditional dances that most people would only think about at a powwow and bring them out into the mainstream and give it a little bit of a, of a different, uh, uh, you know, covering with, a, with a more of a contemporary sound, which is what we've done. And I never, I never claimed to be a traditional musician because I was born a different way, but we've given it a little bit different treatment and we've get, and we presented it to a different audience so that they could have a taste of native American modern times. Well, I think I think you have blended that so well. You know, I for people 
that don't understand, you know, traditional carries on the old traditions. And just to kind of give an example, in artwork, there's many very wonderful traditional artists that when you look at the picture, you know that that's a teepee there and and, uh, they're wonderful artists. And then there's some that are more contemporary. And I do both, but Mm -hmm. um, I will say, you know, I probably don't do the traditional as well as a lot of them because my heart is a little bit more with the contemporary. And I think we have to evolve to... um, we have to keep both elements in there because it's who we are traditionally, but the contemporary, you know, a lot of these young kids or younger people aren't necessarily going to be that into listening to traditional, but where they will the contemporary. So I think what you've done is wonderful. Oh, you're right on the mark, Sandy. Thank you. And I, I'm going to share a story with you right now that I haven't told to very many people. So this will be kind of exclusive to your podcast here. And it's a very important message in this story. Early on in the Brule journey, probably back in the year 1996 or 97, shortly after we really launched uh, launched Brule, and after We the People was released, which is our first CD, we got a call from a entertainment manager in new york and he was the big shot i'm not going to mention his name but you know we checked it out and he was well known well established he'd launched many big big groups um that everybody would know rock and roll groups and he heard about brulee and he said listen i want to talk to you guys i got a project i want to i hope you're interested i can make you guys millions and millions of dollars he said, I want to take Brulee. I want to turn him into the Native American Kiss. Okay, uh-huh. the rock group Kiss, right? Uh-huh. Because and you can imagine where he's going. In his mind, he saw the face paint, Native America, feathers, the whole thing. And with a rock sound behind it, he goes, we can take this all the way to the top. And he called and called and called us and we thought about it and we knew it didn't take much for us, but we knew that that would be the end of everything that we tried to do. Cause we, we came back on a spiritual level and he wanted to take it to a financial level. And we knew that if we took that route, that yes, we maybe could make a fortune, but we'd be outcast in the native American culture. And we, Eventually, it didn't take too long, but we eventually said, we just can't do that. It's not in the cards for us. And there might be other takers. You go ahead and find, do what you want to, but we can't do that because it's exploiting the culture in that way. It's not up, not, not in the cards for us. And so we turned that down. Um, and I'm only saying that because that's where we're at. The entertainment, the entertainment world sees this on a whole different level. They see it for the exploitation and the financial gain and we've always seen it for the spiritual gain and for the information that we should send out to the world with our art forms whether it's your paintings your drawings or whether it's our music and so that's why instead of being an overnight success you know back in 1997 we've taken the high road 
and a long road, <laughs> you know, for 25 years. The hard road. The hard yeah. Road. But you know what, Paul? I um, Lakota Link is is kind of based on the values. And I would say the one of the values that you've got in your heart is the wisdom. And, you know, not everybody has that. Sometimes it's hard to turn down these opportunities. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, the money's there. And... And it could be a great thing, but in your heart, in your Lakota wisdom, you knew that wasn't the right thing to do. And I appreciate that because you really, truly have been blessed regardless. And you're able to put out a hand to everybody for friendship and know that they receive it. And it wasn't bought and paid for (laughs) by somebody else, you know. Well, you know, part of that handshake part of that hand you know that you talk about sandy it's it it has it had a different mission it and it has to this day and it's one of the things that's kept us going i i often use the term reconciliation in our in our work and the reason i do that is because you know i shared my little short synopsis of my life story with you i was raised in one world and brought up and returned to another and somewhere in midlife I had to try to figure out how can these two worlds exist together within one person. And sometimes it doesn't. I've met, I've met people who have been in kind of similar situations that we have been in and they've taken, you know, the, the other road where they become an activist and they become angry and it can happen real easy. When you discover this information, you can become very angry. When you when you look back over American history and look at broken treaties and all this stuff, you can become you can be, you can become furious, you know. But we didn't want to do that, you know. I felt like, well, this is an opportunity to kind of walk that path between two worlds and bring them and try to bring them closer together and heal that process that's the broken treaties and and things that have taken place over America's growing pains, because we were placed exactly in the middle of these two worlds not one farther left or one farther right but kind of exactly in the middle because of my musical upbringing and my parents uh bringing us in my adoptive parents and my biological family inviting us back we were just candidates for in a very unusual position so we we've included in every engagement with every meeting with every encounter we've included what we call a meet and greet to where we can meet our audience, shake their hands. And and it's just a time for us to say we can heal from the wounds of the past and try to move forward. And we're, we're kind of out there on that front with not a whole bunch of people, but there's others. And, but that's a part of our mission, Sandy. Part of our mission is to see if we can't move America forward to overcome its growing pains and heal those wounds from the past that have taken place between mainstream America and Native America. And, and of course, our only, our, our main tool and our main medium is music. So when you think of trying to do that musically without words, it's a little bit big challenge, but it can be done because music is a, a great translator. It carries a great message even without the spoken word. And of course, most of our music is instrumental. So when you think about trying to just use instrumental music to deliver a message of reconciliation and healing, it's kind of a challenge. But we've seen it happen. And it happens 
performance by performance, and it's taken place year after year for 25 years. Well, you know, we can't change the past. And what we need to do is is move forward. And, and I think you're doing it in a very good way. And, you know, I've also kind of seen that you're doing some live streaming. And, <laughs> and boy, I think that's pretty brave, because I would not do that myself. But, you know, I had American Portrait uh, from PBS. They did a little clip of me. And I I told my husband, gee, I wish that was 30 years ago and 30 pounds ago. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> so oh boy, Sandy, I tell you, well, you're preaching to the choir. I, I, you know, when we started dabbling at this live streaming, I thought to myself, we spent 25 years trying to go from nothing, up a broken down car with one headlight and a rented piano up to a big production company that includes 30 people, sound and lights and and you know uh, bigger uh, big arenas and, and theaters and and now because of the way times are 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 upon nipping at our heels we're back down to where we take a we take an iphone and turn it on and you play in the most basic raw environment that you can think of and that's live streaming for you and but that's what's happening right now. So, you know, I've had to kind of slap myself in the face with after a cold shower to go, well, this is what's going on right now. And you, you kind of have to think about this and consider it and embrace it because that's where the audience is at. Yes. And, you know, some of the like we have a dog named Shunka. <laughs> which you will know, you do know it is dog and Lakota yep, <laughs> and yep. Igmu, which is a cat in Lakota. And sometimes I'll do a little video on, on my Facebook page and those get the most interest, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, of course they're always acting up and, and stuff, but I guess it's like you say, down to the basics, and I I do see that you've been offering some raffles. A little, can you tell me a little bit about those raffles? Yeah, well, we've just you know, I mean, Kathy and I are kind of from the old school, so we're relying on some of the young kids that we know, some of the dancers in our group, some of our own kids and grandchildren, to give us ideas for how do we engage a social media audience and. You know, because in my mind, I still think of, well, let's get out there and do a concert, see if we can get a concert and see if we can bring 3000 people in. Because <laughs> that's just what, you know, but the kids are going, hey, dad, hey, grandpa, get on, go on the Internet and just do something basic and, you know, and hook up to Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff and, and build your audience up that way. And, of course, my first reaction is, well, what? Well, OK, I'll think about it. And so. We've tried to follow the lead of some of the younger generations, whether it's our kids, our grandkids, even some of the dancers in our group. Michelle Reed, who is our lead uh, women's dancer, um, she's from the Lac de Flambeau tribe of um, Ojibwe. She's uh, she's younger and she's she's really engaged into social media and she kind of gave us some of the ideas. And so I can't say that I thought of this on my own, but we tried to follow their lead. And so they started suggesting things like live streams and small little performances and little infomercials and raffles. And, and so we just start trying them, Sandy. We're just trying them. We don't 
we don't even know if they'll work or what but, but what we're finding out is that you know there really is an audience for that and it's quite large it's surprise it'll surprise you it'll surprise all of us our generation and what we really need to do is kind of just get involved in that in that arena of social media and use our imaginations and use our art forms in a different way rethink what we've done a little bit and we have to, in some ways, we have to kind of become young again. <laughs> and, and I find it refreshing, to be honest with you. In some ways, you know, Kathy, Kathy told me the other day, she goes, well, you know, Paul, you, we did, you just done a couple of live streams and some raffles. And, and um, we've really just done it from the confines of our own little place here. We haven't moved. We haven't had to transport equipment. We haven't had to bring in trailers and trucks and buses. <laughs> And I go, well, you, you know, you're right about that. And it's kind of refreshing. And and I guess there is a large audience for it. So if our generation, Sandy, can grab onto that and learn that technology and really, you know, really harness that a little bit, we're no different. It, it kind of levels the playing field. We're no different from the young country artist who's just emerging and he's 24 years old. We're no different from the rock artist who's been on tour for 20 years and now all of a sudden he has to play from his living room. We're no different from the artist who's who's been not doing a book signing tour or has been bringing his been doing art exhibits at museums. We can do them online and and people will want and, and be looking for it. So we just have to welcome that, embrace it and learn that technology. You know, I I think about and I shared this with you, but now everybody's going to hear it. When I decided to do my podcast, I knew nothing about it. And I thought, well, that hasn't ever stopped me before in doing something. And, you know, I think you just have to be that way. If you, if you want to keep revitalize and keep your heart young and keep doing new things, you just have to go for it. And like you say, some things might not pan out, but that's okay. I mean, we've been through it before, different things. You know, I think of one of the first times I went to Northern Plains Tribal Arts and cried all the way home because I never sold a thing. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't mind sharing that because I think uh, a lot of people that have finally, so to speak, have achieved something, worked hard, they've all had failures. And we, when we start something new, it's because we're creative. And, you know, it might not work out, but that's okay, because we can just keep on going. And is there anything else you would like to share, you know, before we close? Yeah, yeah. Well, Sandy, I, I'd like, I would like to say this, you know, you know, you talked about the Northern Plains experience that they had years ago, and maybe you were a little bit sad on the way home. But d don't ever forget that you had a shop on the main street in, in Hill City. And you and Wayne worked hard to build that place up. And there you were. You were one of a handful of native entrepreneurs. And people saw you every day. And that was so important to have gone through that experience. And uh, I'm proud of you guys for that. And it always made an impression on me. And so we just have to keep working at that. You know, um, we have to keep finding new ways to um, to present our culture, to bring our stories out. 
pass along our culture's wisdom. And uh, you said earlier that the elders, you know, every year that goes by, I've had 25 years now, every year that goes by, that group of elders is smaller and smaller. And all of a sudden we find that you and I are all of a sudden in that group. Now we're we're the elders. I know, and you know that was a shock to me. I, it was <laughs> I was in denial for many years, <laughs> and and then I decided, okay, now I will take advantage of being a Lakota elder. <laughs> yeah, well, we are the new generation of the elders, and and so we have to carry that on in in any way we can, whether it's through our arts or whether it's through our representation. I never, I'm not a politician. I'm not an advocate. An activist, so I've tried to use art to tell the story, just like you have. And so um, we're in kind of a unique group, but we can, we can do that because we can tell our story in a neutral fashion, free of some politics, and and that has a larger audience. So we just have to keep it up. I think in terms of what Brule is doing for the future, we're going to keep working on trying to build up our foundation, following the seventh direction. We're trying to build it up so that, you know. I'm not trying to build it up for, for my family or for I or for Brule. Or, I'm trying to build it up so that others can come in and utilize that foundation so that there's always an alternate platform for for getting our message out to our own kids, Sandy. And you know how that is. It's like you and I both know that that it's not easy. No. Imagine imagine taking your artwork out on a tour through the reservations. It's not it's it's not easy to do. And so we need to have some sort of infrastructure for that. That's what we're trying to do right now. It's kind of our last statement. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving up yet, Sandy. I feel I've got a few good good years left here. But it's not a long stretch anymore. It's kind of the home stretch. And you try to figure out how can you put what what's come your way to, uh, to good use. So that's kind of our our hope for the future. And uh, maybe it'll end up being that we. If we can't physically get to the reservations, maybe we can get to the reservation kids through the Internet. Maybe we can get to them through streaming and things like this. And I uh, think that that's the way they like. You know, it is. Yeah, they yeah. do. Well, you know, Paul, I I am so honored that you took your because I know you're such a busy person and that you took time out to, to visit with me. And I certainly hope that we can um, connect again maybe down the road and have another podcast with you and that you'll have achieved or, you know, learned all this new technology and you'll come back and say it's just working so wonderful. And I so much appreciate both you and Kathy and till we meet again, huh? Sandy, thank you very much. I've enjoyed our conversations that we've had over the years up in Hill City when we get we get together during the day. Um, say hi to Wayne Forrest. You guys keep up the the good fight. And thanks for thinking about us. Um, I'm honored to be, be part of your podcast series. And, and if you think about us in the future, I'd be happy to come back on any time. And I always tell people that uh, I like to share one last little thing in Lakota. I say, you know, we're in an age now of social distancing right so but the lakota had a term uh, a saying they said and that meant that we're all related and so we have to figure out a way to to, to, to social distance but still stay connected and maybe that's something for us all to think about and of course there's no word for goodbye in lakota so we say dope shot okay 
And that means that we'll meet again someday in this world or the next. Thank you very much, Sandy. And I say Wopala. Thank you for joining us. Aho. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I I enjoy visiting with the people. And if you did, go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend, Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us.